Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Cisterino back again for another week of 90 Day Fiancé. Week number five of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. And here we are with a man who... I would never make sleep on the couch. Here he is, Mr. 90 Day Fiance. It's Puya Zambichilli. Puya, how are you? As always, Rob, I'm doing great. I was going to make you some breakfast because I know how to mess around with some eggs, but I wasn't sure Puya, how you'd feel Puya, about Puya, it. Puya, Puya, that I, I told you, um, you, you know about my feeling on eggs, right? Yeah, I'm I'm starting to absorb it now. I'm learning it now. I wasn't yeah. really quite aware of it yeah. before. I'm egg whites only. Ah, no yolk for this folk. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, anti-yolkite. All right. Well, now I know. I'll mm-hmm. put that in my notes. <laughs> only egg whites for you. <laughs> egg whites only. Cholesterol too high. You know <laughs> this. You knew this. How many times did I tell you the same thing? I, I, I'm not a good, great listener. Okay. Right? All right. So. All right. Well, you can make it up for me later with uh, your presence for me. And I have some presents for you that we'll share them. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about another week of a 90 day fiance. A lot of interesting stuff this week on a pretty fun season of a 90 day fiance. Happy to have you back here with us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Rob has a website.com slash 90 day feed for all things. A 90 day fiance here on Rob is a podcast led by none other than Puya Zambakili. And Puya, is it true you'll have more 90 day the single life for everybody here today absolutely the 90 day single life will keep going i will go with it there was a big bit of news in the 90 yes. day single life universe this past week rob yes um i this is the most interaction i've had with with listeners dming me yes clips and and articles so mm-hmm. uh for those of you who may i'll, I'll share this here uh yeah. so stephanie of 90 day the single life we've discussed this before she is the jarred fart salesperson she's been making quite a bit of bank yeah. And then news came out that she has been hospitalized because of the diet she was maintaining to keep up with the demand for these jarred farts. How much is a jarred fart? And do we need to set that up for anybody that doesn't know what that is? I mean, it, it sounds pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> we, we've discussed it People here. So if you're listening paying to this, money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $500 was the first bit of supply she had. And then I think she bumped it up to a thousand after that. People have too much money. I, I think that oh, this yeah. is the best example of that. And uh, I mean, I feel like if I found out that somebody I knew was spending it, any money was spending $1 to buy a fart in a jar, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but here I am. All right. It's one thing, Rob, you're too hard on stew. Stew's awesome. If you like fart in the jar, I can't even with you. Okay. Unsubscribe. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing too, Rob, is if it was 50 bucks a pop, I'd be like, okay, you know, someone's got a little, you know, they want to feel a little close to the, this parasocial relationship with this 
person on TV. That's fine. 500 is a lot of scratch. That's and then a thousand, too much. Thousand is a lot of scratch. It's too much. You don't need, you don't need anybody's fart in a jar. I mean, you're not going to open it, right? Cause then it's gone. Oh, so I you, think people open it. But then it's gone. Okay. All right. This is what we want to know. All right. All right. So, all right. I forget what I just said. All right. If you, if you, <laughs> if you buy farts in a jar, do you open the jar? Right. I think they or, do. I think people do it. They can't help it. Or like, I bet they like, they like get the jar. And I do have a jar. I, I, I drink, I'm drinking water out of oh, a yeah. jar. Rob's this got is, a mason jar this right is not, there. This was not used <laughs> in any sort of like nefarious activity. Uh, but I bet, Puya, the person like they get it. They like, you take the top off real quick and then, and then put the top back on. Uh, to preserve some of it, like take a half yeah, day and half it's out. Like, oh, mm. oh, 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 oh. Uh, and then, then they keep the rest, put it on the shelf. So it's raised a lot of questions for me because obviously you, know what? First, you want to make sure you didn't get scammed. I mean, of course, of course. But then how are you going to know Like, you know, not all all farts are smelly. So but then you talk about this article that came up. So she had been eating a steady supply of like beans and some protein smoothies to, to make this happen. Um, and that's what caused her to, to get sick and get hospitalized. She quit the fart jar game. She said, no more. I'm out. I'm retiring yeah. on top. She made 200K over it. But then now, Rob, we found out that she is going to be selling her fart jars as NFTs. N-F-A-R-T's. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I can't with this, Rob. I yeah. can't. And the you know fact what? that she's making money off of it. And, and if you're buying me. a fart in a jar NFT, you deserve to lose your money. Okay. Yeah. Just honestly, just screenshot it. Just screenshot mm-hmm. it and, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, the Rob, the blockchain is going to like, you'll see, <laughs> you'll see, you'll be sorry. I won't. I won't. Yeah. If everybody, fine. everybody else is gonna have be like retired at uh, twenty nine years old because they bought f- b- fart in a jar NFT. I'll say, you know what, I, I you got me. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm not out. making any money. I'm okay with the amount of money I'm not making. With mm-hmm. that. I'm okay. My life's fine. Mm-hmm. You prove me wrong, but that's good for you. It doesn't do anything for me. I'm going to stay unchanged. So, yeah, that was a big piece of news that we got, Rob. What, what are you even getting for a uh, fart in a jar NFT? Is it a picture of the of the jar? I mean, that's what it sounds like. All right, maybe it's digitally enhanced. Like they do a little bit of, you know, they add a little bit of shading to it, some gradient work. Stop, I don't know. Stop it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this. Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm done with this, but also to say, uh, stay behind after this podcast to listen to the single life version where I talk about stuff going on in, uh, with Stephanie within that timeline. Yeah, let's talk about Memphis and Hamza. Let's let's <laughs> uh, let's open things up because Memphis, she she got to where where are they? Um, so they had a, a quick, quick encounter in the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so last we no, saw I meant them, like literally like what, 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 uh, I want to uh, Tunisia. Yes. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Geographically. Yes. All right. Yeah. So Memphis finally got there and the mom said, all right, you get the bedroom Hamza, you sleep on the couch, but guess what? Hamza snuck in in the middle of the night and got his ass busted by mom and Puya. Now, like not, not for anything from what it sounds like 
I mean, this man could have been on like some like stealth mission. He like he could have been in and out. Yeah, yeah, he was Usain Bolt in it, and, and he fumbled he, the bag. He did. He stuck around afterwards, and that made everything blatantly obvious what was going on. There's no recovering from that, mm-hmm. and we saw that last, the ending of last episode where. Mom opens the door to Memphis's shocked face and Hamza's in bed. So they got caught and there's no recovery from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does mom know? Memphis uh, wants to know. Uh, mom certainly seems a little uh, peeved. Uh, Memphis says, okay, here's the plan. You go in there. Tell mom we just were cuddling. That's it. That's the story. Just a little cuddle, a little hugging action, nothing beyond that. Mm-hmm. And I think the sad state of affairs here for Memphis is going to be that it doesn't matter what they did, uh, because ultimately the rule was you do not share a bed. And what were they doing? Sharing a bed. So that's already bad. But then Hamza, despite the language barrier, picks up what she's putting down and attempts to get this over to mom, uh, get this message across and hope for the best that, you know, mom's not very upset about this. Yeah. Mom uh, is saying you mean nothing happened. He says nothing happened, mom. She's like, you're telling me a man and a woman laid down in a bed and nothing happened. I mean, it happens at my house all the time, you know? Right. But, but Rob. Let's think of it this way. They have not been together ever. This oh, was that's their true. first night together. Oh, they so yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. To me, the math does not matter. If you're sharing the bed, like mm-hmm. at least there's some kissing. There's definitely cuddling. Like you, you know, you've been waiting for this for so long. So mom's mom's got the right read on the situation. And and there's no amount of uh, stonewall facing Hamza can do to like convince her otherwise, in my opinion. Mom is not happy. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Memphis and Hamza that, you know, they're going to go, let's, let's get out. Let's go see the sites in Tunisia and they're going to go around and uh, check out the market. How about yeah, that? So they go through the town. They go to the Medina, the market. They, they see, you know, some uh, cultural pieces they're kind of exploring. And then we get to the, the hard conversation, oh. not hard for 30 seconds, but hard generally. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we talk about the conversation, can we talk about uh, the, the uh, Memphis and Hamza are going to get uh, some refreshments and Hamza is going to uh, put in the order. Memphis wants a cappuccino. Listen to this. Hamza goes cappuccino and a green tea, Puya. Right. And, and was this a surprise to you? Did you not? picture him as a green tea guy no i did not picture I, I don't think i've ever sat with anybody who offer who orders two different caffeinated drinks oh you're saying these were both for him i think he ordered a cappuccino and mm-hmm. then he asked for him he had a cappuccino and a green tea listen maybe he's trying the cappuccino and then if he doesn't oh, like it he can go, fall back. okay that's interesting yeah, you can okay. fall back on what he likes, which is the green tea. Wait, he, Memphis won't give him a sip? What if he really likes it? He, right, then he might want the whole cappuccino. Maybe he's just, you know, he's he wants hydration. He wants beverages. So he got two mm-hmm. instead of water, maybe. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But now, all right, time to have the talk. And why don't we let Memphis herself uh, bring up the conversation for Hamza. Let's. Um, 
the the sexy time last night uh, was pretty fast. I am happy. Happy. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Is it always fast? No, I am sexy, baby. I am no. sexy. Like, yeah, um, that that was an interesting answer to is it is it always fast? Uh, that Hamza says, uh, "I am sexy, baby." Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean, obviously, we've talked about this. The language barrier between these two is very difficult to follow because of uh, Hamza's limited vocabulary, and then Memphis kind of teeter tottering between giving him like primary school talk. To try and like you know help him out, but then also changing it up to more sophisticated vocabulary. Yes, yes. So sexy time though uh, is a staple. Sexy time is a staple. We know what that means, but what do you think "I am sexy" means? Hmm. I think it means he's trying to tell her I liked it. I was very satisfied with it, mm-hmm. so I was sexy with it. I think he's trying to. I think he reads it as she feels insecure and he's trying to reassure her. Yeah. I loved it. And she's yeah. like, oh, I know you loved it, sir. <laughs> yes. Saying, yes. I might not have so loved she, it. So she, maybe Hamza thinks the conversation, was it good for you? Right. Maybe that I, was the conversation. I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, this is not what Memphis is getting at. We do get the backstory that Memphis, I guess, was in a uh, different relationship where she was kind of just friends. With, it sounds a little bit like a Mike and Jimena situation to me. Uh, <laughs> but there was not sexual chemistry for Memphis. She needs to be in a relationship where the sexual chemistry... Uh, and I guess everything uh, needs to be on point. Uh, and that has not been the case with, with Hamza. Uh, she will continue to explain. Okay. She's going to make her point to this man. You ejaculate you fast because you haven't had sex in a long time. The look on Hamza's face is like, I, well, I really, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I don't think he fully realizes what she's saying. I think, so I first want to say, I 100% think that having good sexual chemistry is important for a relationship, especially if you're lacking in the language department Mm -hmm. and and your communications lower. Like, you know, love is a universal language. So having that be strong helps enhance the relationship. Now, what I will, you know, kind of have some qualms with, with Memphis is that Hamza clearly comes from a more conservative background, lives with his family. I don't think Hamza has really done a lot in this department before. I know he tells us four people. I don't think so. I'm willing to say it's not four people. Oh, So to me, I think Hamza is just inexperienced. And I think that Memphis is failing to realize that that is a legitimate possibility. And like, I'm assuming, you know, stamina can be built up with time. But yeah. Also the first yeah. night. Give him a break. Okay. He was sneaking. He was being stealthy. Like he had a lot of stuff going on in his mind. I'm defending Hamza's lack of uh, longevity okay. here. Yeah. Interesting. So that, you know, I, I feel like that for Memphis, I, I feel like um, I guess we'll get to this with Mike and Jimena, uh, where that Memphis, uh, she has the physical attraction to Hamza, but that maybe she should be looking at Hamza as sort of like, uh, you know, he look, he looks the part, 
But if this was an NFL offense, like, uh, does he fit in the system yet? Uh, does he, uh, and maybe that's a poor choice of words. Uh, does he, uh, d- does, does he know the playbook? Uh, because he does, he seems to, he seems to not. He's coming in, he doesn't know where to go. Uh, or he's like, uh, you know, just, uh, okay, false starts all over the place, maybe is the better metaphor. But, uh, the, she, he is like a lump of clay. Mm, she should be right. looking he, at him as uh, that, okay. There is potential here. She, I think, I, I don't think she's realized that she might need to mold him more. Exactly because I think that, like you said, he looks the part, right? He he's this like handsome, tall young man, amazing facial hair. Like he's repping it, so he looks like he's he confident. Like he should, you know, be checking all the boxes. He is but then sexy, the baby. Right. He's all about that sexy time. So I think she expected a lot more of him in the first encounter. Yeah. Like it's just the first encounter. Also, like uh, maybe also Hamza might have been hearing like uh, the ticking clock of mom around the corner of like, uh, boy, I got mom could come in here any second. Yeah, mom and sister in the same house. Yeah. I don't know how big the place is. Like it's, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of things on the mind. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, uh, Hamza ultimately is going to tell us is just like uh, Memphis is just uh, too much uh, that he just that. Uh, I mean, what a compliment if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the best thing he could have said to her. He says, you know, she's so sexy that he couldn't control himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right. OK. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like uh, ultimately, like, uh, you know, it's, it's it's probably flattering. As it should be. Yeah. Um, right. Because I feel like, you know, there these are debates that can happen all over the world. I've certainly seen them on Twitter mm-hmm. of the time, the the lack of time the equaling equation. a lot of attraction versus, you know, longevity equals this. You know, it's a lot of math for, for the morning for us. So we're going to skip on over that. Yeah. But I think his heart is pure and I think he means what he said. OK. All right. So. The only time Hamza has ever had the sexy time at the house, the only time he was willing to make mom mad was for Memphis. And he says that, uh, that is it, you're my heart. You're my soul. I mean, listen, he found the language. He fa- he's feeling with it. words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's listen, big compliment. If uh, he was willing to, to risk getting caught by his family in his own, in their house with you. I mm-hmm. think Hamza knows at this point in the conversation, oh, she's not in, she's not feeling insecure. I need to be on damage control. And he's throwing everything he can to make sure Memphis feels okay leaving this conversation. Okay. So uh, back at the house, um, mm-hmm. Memphis is trying to do damage control with mom. And so she's going to do that by trying to help mom with dinner. But wait, I don't know if she's really impressing mom with her work uh, with handling the fish. Yeah, she's definitely having a tough time. So they're trying to gut this fish to then cook it. And she is not hiding her face at all. She's definitely struggling with this. But I think ultimately mom, you know, likes that she's helping. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, But, you know, she's giving it a shot. She's trying whatever she can. And, and, you know, gutting a fish, maybe not what she thought was going to be on her list that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Memphis being a little bit of a baby with the fish. Yeah, it's not that deep. Like to me, it's not. That's not that big a deal. Come yeah, on. yeah. I mean, Memphis was like on Fear Factor. Uh, like, oh, 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 
(laughs) You are not impressing this woman, Memphis. Like, uh, suck it up. Yeah, it's just fish. Cook it. Yeah. So then um, mom tells us that she's worried uh, Hamza will starve to death uh, based on (laughs) her time with uh, Memphis in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, if you're having that kind of reaction to to this food, then what other foods are you having reaction to? Like, she did seem very weak um, in all this, so I'm not surprised by that outcome, mm-hmm. by that thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, mom now is gonna go uh, on the offense a little bit here. Okay, uh, let's do a reset of. Okay, you are sleeping in here. You are sleeping here. Got everybody. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Mom. Okay. Also, then mom. Wants to know about uh, Memphis's divorce, and now we've we learned in uh, I think it was last week's episode that uh, Hamza's mom she too has been divorced, uh, but she just seemed to be like especially hard on Memphis about her own uh, two divorces, uh, even though uh, it's only one. Yeah, so we what we've learned about uh, Hamza's mom is that. The fact that she got divorced made life very hard for her here uh, where they're living because of the cultural um, the, the cultural takeaways of someone being divorced as as being seen potentially as a lesser person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's especially been hard on her and she had to raise these two kids on her own. So she is in this moment trying to protect Hamza from being a divorced person. Um, and not so much be saying like, you know, for the sake of the grandchildren or, or for the sake of both of you, I don't want you to be divorced because, you know, what I wish mom would realize is, well, Memphis also got divorced. So you're kind of on the same playing field here. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to be accusing her of, of divorcing your, your kid, especially since they're not gone anywhere with it. Um, but then, you know, obviously Memphis does a good job of just agreeing and reassuring, listen, that's not going to happen. We're going to be fine. But I feel like it, the conversation again, and I, this might be the language barrier. It didn't quite go the way I think either party expected. Yeah, I, I don't really know what answer mom thought she was going to uh, get there. And it was coming off a little bit like, well, my son is perfect. And uh, so how do I know you're not going to divorce him? Right. And and listen, your son's not exactly like a peach, but mm-hmm. I think your son is innocent and, and, and young and naive enough that I see your need to want to protect him. Yeah. I don't think he knows what he's signing up for with like a long term serious relationship mm-hmm. like this. Well, even uh, Hamza says like, hey, there's a lot I don't know about Memphis's past. Which is true. I mean, they barely speak to each other. Rob. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of history here that is that is left um, covered that I think will inevitably, you know, come through down the pipe as we go along here and we get to know them more. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to seemingly find out next week about uh, another, <laughs> like there's so many things that the couples learn about each other uh, that I think that uh, Hamza said that he was 28 and we find out that he's 26 going on 27. Right. So he had told her that he was already 28, but He's about to turn 27 soon, and this could be, like, you know, cut together specifically in a way, but Memphis is taking this very hard and crying Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. being lied to, which I don't mean this is the second lie now. This is two lies. They're not, like, 
massive lies, but they're still lies nonetheless. Yeah. Well, even we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's like, boy, it seems like that there's a big age difference uh, between the two of them. They're like, oh, I think she was what thirty? Is she thirty four? And he's like, well, this is, she's thirty four, and he's twenty seven. It's not, but like, uh, you know, that there definitely is like a you know a, a, an age difference that is, uh, you know, we thought it was a little bit closer, and it turned out to go in the other direction. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger now. Um, I don't know how Hamza is going to maybe try and get out of this one. It's going to be a difficult time to try and uh, fix it, I think, especially again with the language barrier. But we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens uh, next time. Uh, And you feel bad for Memphis, I feel like, because uh, they feel like there's a lot of uh, bait and switch. And we're not talking about uh, what they use to catch that fish. Right, right. I mean, I feel for both of them because the now we've seen, what, five episodes? I don't think they are compatible for one another based on what we're seeing. I think they, they come from different worlds. And I think that just for me, the language barrier is big enough of an issue. But then all these lies coming in, not good. And, and you know, Memphis did fly across the world to come here. So I feel bad for Memphis taking that trip. But We'll just have to wait and see now. Will that schedule she had for them, Rob, the one week, this second week marriage, third week honeymoon, is that going to happen or not? We'll see. Yeah, I just feel like that overall in 90 Day Fiance, I feel like there's a lot of like, yeah, but I'm ready for this person to be the one and I'm here now. I just feel like there's a lot of like sunk costs on these uh, 90 Day Fiance relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because they all come in with such high expectations without having had those conversations to set it up. And I think um, another couple that did this, this episode, we can talk about this more is Caleb and Alina, Mm -hmm. where there's like one side might have this whole plan figured out, but they're not discussing that together to, you know, have a clearer picture of what each other may want. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, let's talk about Caleb and Alina and uh, what's going on there as uh, they continue their whirlwind romance and meet Alina's friend and much more. And we come back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Caleb and Alina are back together, and it's the morning after some uh, kissy time. Yeah, and only kissy time, Rob. That's Nothing it. more than that. That's it. Um, and we talked about last time out that, um, you know, the whole thing with Caleb and Alina, it, it did seem like it was a, perhaps like a little performative of like, Oh, I'm so attracted to you. I'm going to throw you on the bed. And I think that Alina was just basically like, okay, I thought our first kiss might have been like kind of sweet and romantic, but it was very, you know, uh, passionate. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's fine with me. Let's go there. Um, but then the, so that was for the camera. And then it was like, it seemed like the, the camera was off. It was like, Caleb's like, all right, uh, good night. 
<laughs> and and I think that's why Alina may have expected them to go further because it really did start very hot and heavy with the way Caleb was do, was initiating mm-hmm. that I thought that's where they went. I was surprised to find out that they didn't go beyond that last night. No, no. Well, Caleb was like, well, we took a step and now we took the, oh, that was the, the next step in our relationship was that we, we kissed and that was it. She's like, all right, well, I was ready. I was ready for more. Yeah. Uh, you, you listen, you, you set it up a little too well, maybe Caleb, mm-hmm. yeah. in, in trying to be, prove that you are attracted and you are not just like, you know, uh, being a little distant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Alina, she's left with questions. Uh, she's left confused. And what do you think about Caleb's explanation of uh, why uh, they had to stop? He so he's trying to, you know, tell us and I feel like this has been kind of his persona from the beginning. He wants to take it slow. Rob. Mm-hmm. He wants to take it slow. He wants to make sure they don't go like, you know, push too quickly. And and he needs to adjust to how and that's what he tells us. Then to her, he tells her that, you know, this is a little bit different to me. I'm still trying to get used to you and and and, you know, the hike difference and all of that stuff. Like he's mentioning that stuff a lot. And. While I think the message is crystal to me in what he's saying, this is not great at all to, to, to what he's telling Alina. I feel like this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he ends up like telling her like, well, uh, I, you know, we're, we're different heights. And so that, you know, I haven't adjusted to uh, you. And so, um it took my head out of it a little bit and I'm trying to get there. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Stop it. Just, just like, Oh, us. we're different heights. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Just, like, I think, is he trying to be honest? If he is, it's like the shadiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. He's not being direct at all. I feel like he's trying to have both sides. He can't do it. And, and it's not coming off great to, to Alina. This is just making Alina feel more self-conscious because mm-hmm. You keep making it seem like it's this like very, very like hard adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it is, that's fine for you. If it is for you, that's fine. But just say that instead of trying to, you know, paint a picture and, and give us mixed messages. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Puya, when he says that uh, his head was out of it, uh, that gives me a, uh, a very specific uh, signal about what, what he's trying to say here. Maybe I needed spoon fed to me, Rob. I don't know. I feel like that. It's like okay. Well, my once your head is out of it, uh, I feel like that maybe that uh, that maybe the the body is not willing. Right. So, do you think maybe he his intention was to go through, and then his mind kind of put a stop to it, like he got in his own head, and like is that what he's saying? That yeah, did he get like uh, was he thinking about this too much? Overthink. I don't think so, because then he doesn't say that he wanted to. Yeah. He, he, so I think it's more so that he, you know, he gets the kiss going and then maybe mid kiss, he, he maybe thinks that way and immediately puts a stop to it. Not so much that he was getting to the door, but then denied entry. I was just wondering if he like psyched himself out. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think I, I think that it was more so he just got to thinking about it after the kiss and, and you know, kind of was like, all right, let me think about this more. Mm-hmm. I don't think he got to that place where he would have psyched himself. Okay. out. All right. So Caleb's activity for the day. I'm going to take Alina to the gym. Um, 
This was, I thought was a weird call. I agree. I think it was a weird call. And I think, you know, he's got Alina in this place where Alina wants to reassure him that they can be happy together and they can do the mm-hmm. stuff he likes doing. So she takes the, she takes the hit on this one, t- goes to the gym with him. Interesting date choice um, yeah. for when you're in Turkey. I feel like there's so many other things you can be doing. Right, right. <laughs> so I guess they're going to visit like the hotel gym. I mean, Alina has told us that, you know, for long distances, you know, she is going to use the wheelchair. Uh, we have to see that uh, she brought her friend out there just to help her get to the airport. Caleb's like, uh, hey, how about you go on the treadmill? Yeah. How about that? How about some treadmill? Maybe a little bit of put, like sit up action. Sit-ups, yeah. And, like, this is why I feel a little bit uncomfortable with Caleb is that I feel like because of the night prior, Rob, because of him making her feel like she's not normal, I think she's going out of her way now to yeah. prove that, hey, I'm normal. I'm just like you. And and she's being put through the gym routine just because Caleb wants to go to the gym while on vacation. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's trying to make it into a date. Uh, really, he just needs to, you know, uh, get his reps in on uh, this trip. And uh, Caleb says, well, like uh, this for him was a sign. Alina is really into him because she was willing to do something that she wouldn't normally do. She stepped out of her comfort zone. Yeah. And, and let me tell you this, Rob. Um, if Liana and I are on vacation, we're at a resort somewhere or we're in a foreign country where we're there to see sites. And she's like, I'm going to go to the hotel gym. Do you want to join me? I'm like, no, I'm good. You go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am chilling here. Mm-hmm. I'm have a coffee. I'm going to hang out. So I think it is living proof that uh, Alina is really trying to impress Caleb here. Yes. Uh, Alina is putting in a major effort here. All right. So let's go meet another friend, Maria. Yes. Or as I like to call Maria, the second friend that might be uh, testing Caleb. <laughs> yes. Well, I do think that just a big part of being friends with Alina is that you have to like really like uh, look out for her. Yeah. And, and we've talked about this last week. You're very I feel protective like of her. They're all very protective of, of Alina, maybe to a fault even in some cases, but they just want the best for their friend, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, they get into the story of how did you meet um, Alina, I guess, jokingly said that uh, she was going to be the mail order bride for Caleb. Yeah. So the joke was that, you know, she's going to be the mail order bride. So then she sent him a video kind of applying for it. And mm-hmm. immediately I was like, this makes me think of when Taryn sent you his big brother audition yes. video yes. to be a podcaster. Yes. Kind of similar, just without the romantical angle mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um but then it worked, right? So they're here now. And then the friend asks, well, what are your plans for, like, you know, for the future? Are you going to stay in Russia or go to America? What's the deal? And <laughs> Caleb replies, that's a little bit extreme. Yeah. That's a little too much to ask yeah, right now. He says, uh, this is actually a really great conversation for us to have privately and not with you. So if you could just uh, back off. <laughs> <laughs> Which valid like if you're not comfortable talking about that stuff that's valid but what it does teach me is that that's the the universal quote for we haven't talked about it and i haven't and we, i don't want to talk about it yeah 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 like i'm good i don't want to discuss this further i think that those are valid conversations that we that we should be having at some point but right now i just want to enjoy this time here together <laughs> get to know each other 
Yeah, it's just there's in such different places, I feel like. Yeah, lots of hedging going on from Caleb. Yeah, he's so unsure that he can't not show how unsure he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it seems very obvious to the friends. Yeah, I mean, no one here is thinking, oh, maybe, you know, he's no. Everyone knows this guy is not 100% sure about this relationship. And I think they've seen this before with other people Alina might have dated. So they're not like they're trained to to figure this out quickly now. So asking these questions, getting these responses, they kind of know where they where they stand with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like that? Is it a possibility like uh, could Caleb be in this whole thing? Not for love, but potentially for the clout. I mean, I feel like the minute we saw him running around his like backyard shirtless in that first episode, I mm-hmm. thought that I felt that way. Um, I think we're seeing him kind of trying to figure it out, but then also is he here for the wrong reasons? It's possible. It's possible. But no, honestly, part of me, like having seen them more, I think he wants things. He likes her, but I genuinely think he's not come to term uh, with with the way Alina is and, and her condition. I think he isn't sure about it, but I think he's also terrified of being mean about it or, or ignorant about it. So he's towing this line very much like, safely and not fully you know he doesn't fully know where he where he is with her because i think he wants you know the the world that's watching to see him be completely accepting comfortable with alina and everything she is because she is a queen mm-hmm. uh but i think he's still like he can't help himself he doesn't know if he's there yet so all these like half questions like hedging this is all because he's so unsure and i don't think he knows how to best phrase it and frame it for the world to see yeah Okay, so we're going to then get them leaving the the place. And, um, you know, Caleb tries to reassure Lena, like, well, I do want to talk about these things, but, you know, I just don't want to talk about them right now. You know, obviously. And she apologizes for her friend as well. Um, and, and basically, uh, Caleb's huge statement here is, we can like making a long-term plan is what I want is important, but we need to do it through good information and we can only get good information through further communication. Mm-hmm. So okay. further getting to know each other. All so right. that's, that was a great line. He delivered one line. Good. That's okay. good. All right. So yeah. let's go back to the hotel room. Okay. And now this is basically like a, a line is drawn in the sand uh, for, for Caleb that uh, this is going to be the night. No excuses. Yeah, they're going to do the thing tonight. And TLC, if I may have a one-on-one yes. with you right now, that was way too long of us watching two people awkwardly like set up sex with like camera people in mm-hmm. the room. Like mm-hmm. we didn't need to see all that for us to know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. did. Well, the show has really built up this uh, like uh, will they, won't they uh, into like it, w- it was a weird scene. I think that there was like no music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just macking. It was just macking and hands. And I was like, I get it. I know what they're going to do. Like, I'm I'm 29. I, I know what's going to happen here. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move on. So and it was the last episode of the scene of the episode, was it? That was, I mean, I thought they're like, okay, what kind of cliffhanger is this going to end on? But it just ended on them, uh, like, s- s- sweet, uh, <laughs> sexy time. 
Exactly. Sweet, sexy time. And, and, you know, we've talked about Caleb kind of being a little performative with the, with the, with the uh, throwing her on the bed. He does the exact same thing here again. Um, I can't tell if this is him playing it up for the cameras or not, but I, I think if we didn't get the next time on, we could have easily been fooled again to, Oh, they just made out because Caleb has done this before. No. But the next time on Rob, Elijah's confirmation. back. Baby. Elijah's right. back. Yes. And he asks for the tea. Uh, we get the tea from Alina. They had the sex. And does it just mean that Elijah looked very surprised that it happened? Eliza seemed, uh, Elijah seemed very into it. And uh, yeah, he wanted that tea. He, w- he wanted Hamza. the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he a cappuccino. <laughs> a cappuccino and then some. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So we will find out what happens when Alina goes uh, on the disco stick. Oh, she did say that. She took a ride on his disco stick. Um, shout out Lady Gaga. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, that's Caleb and Alina. Should we uh, talk about uh, the Mike and Jimena of it all? Uh, speaking of uh, the report cards. Let's. We might as well get all the grades out of the way here today. Let's get the grades out of the way. So, okay. Mike and Jimena. Uh, we found out at the end of the last episode, Jimena's uh, kids were didn't want to go to bed. I think her youngest was waking up. But finally, Mike got lucky. Lucky is putting it lightly, Rob. He mm-hmm. said he said that this was the best time he's ever had with a woman. Number one on the power yeah. rankings. Although I did feel like that uh, it was a, l- a little bit weird. His line delivery was a, was a little weird that he said, uh, this was the best time I ever had dot, dot, dot with a woman. Ooh. So what do you think the dot, dot, dot <laughs> means? <laughs> <I'm not> sure. <laughs> if he said, uh, maybe he said better times by himself. Maybe he said better times uh, that uh, not with a woman. I don't know. I think it's the only time he's ever had he's, with a woman. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, cause his, what well, his dating sheet, right. It was one other, one time he was dating in high school mm-hmm. and that was it. So I don't think there's that big of a report called progress report for him to be able to compare grades. Uh, but I'm glad he, he specified, you know, with, with yeah. Jimena best yeah. time ever. Yeah. That's some, uh, how, how was it last night? Our first night together um, in bed was, the best time that I've ever had with a woman. Uh, <laughs> this is a little bit of a long pause. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it implies that he had a better time uh, doing something else. Um, maybe, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe he 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 does like uh, riding solo. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I mean, or maybe he like went to Great Adventure or something like that. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe like maybe he saw a movie he really liked one time. Like maybe that's more so he means like total, like overall doing any activity in the world with anybody. Mm-hmm. This is the most fun I've had with with a woman ever. Yeah. So, OK, maybe that's what he means. All right. Well, how about Jimena? OK, um, <laughs> I wish I could play the clip, but it is uh, not in English. Uh, mm-hmm. She is she is asked about, OK, Jimena, well, how was it for you? Uh, she says it was normal, nothing out of this world. But I think for Mike, it was the best moment of his life. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love Jimena knowing exactly what she delivered. And I love her telling us, yeah, uh, what he gave me was a little bit more store-bought than restaurant. So mm-hmm. it was not great. It was fine. Yeah. And then Mike adds in like, oh, um, I don't I don't know uh, what she said. Good, Mike, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shh, shh, sweet Mike, just be quiet. You had you had a good time. Just shut up. Just don't say anything else. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, and Jimena, the, the one thing she said, as long as the sex is good, as long as sexy time is fine, we will not have a problem. That did not sound like that it was that it was, it was normal. Nothing out of this world. It doesn't sound like it was bad, which is great, right? So to me, it sounds like maybe he, you know, maybe Mike went a little further than than Hamza did on the on the time mm-hmm. scale, mm-hmm. but also didn't, you know, blow the record out of proportion. Like it just it was fine. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't seem like that Jimena felt like, okay, but there's potential there. Like it was a good start. <laughs> Right. I think we can work from this. It was like, eh. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would you go back to that place? Eh, Probably not. Or maybe you, it's like, you know, it's your regular. It's like, yeah, I I didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was food, I guess. Yeah. Again, Mm -hmm. in the, on the um, scale of, yeah, having a slice of toast and butter at home to gourmet restaurant, he falls somewhere in the middle of fast casual. Like, you know, we're, we're getting we're going to quickly get a three piece and some fries. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But. OK. Um, and then I thought it was also a very bad sign, Puya, when then afterwards uh, Mike left the room and she held up uh, his underwear and said to her kids, uh, how disgusting. Yeah, do you, so I actually was curious, was this a, dirt? like, was it really dirty underwear? Was it smelly? Was it just she didn't like the cut of the fabric? Like, what was disgusting about it? I don't, I don't know. Because if, I don't know, because I, I found it weird, because we didn't, visually, there was nothing wrong with it. I didn't see any, like, kind of badness on it. So... Mm-hmm. Was it the scent? I don't know. All I know is that that's not a great sign. But also, again, she told us it was fine. Right. Um, I I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much of like, was there something that was that was wrong with these specific underwear? But I just that that was a little bit of a red flag. I mean, look, I I already told you my feelings on the farts in a jar, but I kind of feel like that if if you uh, are uh, in love with someone, I kind of feel like that you don't pick up their underwear and say, oh, my God, this is disgusting. But then her kid was there, right? So maybe, maybe it this was, was her show. Yeah. Maybe it was like, Ew, oh, stinky. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So, all right. Time to go to Jimena's favorite place in Colombia, the water park. With, yeah. So full on, we're talking hot springs, Rob. But listen, the whole family is getting in the car again. Everyone is going Everybody. to this yeah. location. And yeah. Dad <laughs> has a good hate into Mike. Yeah, so she wants to show Mike her favorite parts of Colombia. This is one of them. And it is a very romantic place. I don't know why the whole family's here. And then they kind of make out in the water, but then the dad's like giving them daggers. I felt uncomfortable, and I was just sitting in my room. Yeah, uh, the dad really was uh, not happy with, uh, because, you know, Jimena, after all that, says, look, uh, Mike needs some practice in bed. 
but she can feel the love between them. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he seems like a lovable fellow, right? He seems mm-hmm. like a sweetie. So a sweetie. I don't doubt that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we did get her sister, Wendy, kind of asking some questions about uh, him. Yes. Okay. And uh, what what did Wendy find out? So Wendy finds out about their relate, like, you know, how they were, how everything is, how she's feeling, but then also throws a bombshell that we as the viewers didn't know. Does Mike know that you can't have kids? Hmm. Uh-oh. Does Mike know? And since it's 90 Day Fiance, and we know that the answer to any uh, question about does your partner uh, know X secret about you? The answer is always no. And exactly. so, uh, no, he does not yet know that I guess, uh, Jimena had had some difficult, uh, childbirths in the past. Uh, she had cesareans. And so she, uh, th- she said that she, uh, had an operation so she can't have babies. She, she had her, her, uh, tubes tied, I believe she said, and they burn them. Yeah, I mean, so that I wrote like, down. Like, I don't know. I've never heard of that medical <laughs> procedure before. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's that's a thing, but that seems <laughs> it seems excessive. Yeah, well, I so I wrote down as well as she got her tubes tied because she said something along the lines of, "I got my tubes removed and burned them," and I thought, I don't know if this is just like a figure of speech or it's literal. I literally mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, so I just went with what I had gathered based on what she was saying. So this is especially interesting to find out because, you know, it would be completely normal if if Mike is content with not having any children. Yeah. But I mean, it does say, again, this is uh, a little bit, you know, uh, we uh, just are, you know, uh, not experts in this matter in any way. But I guess I guess, Definitely that, not. Yeah, I guess that is a thing. Seems excessive. No. It's actually a thing that that wasn't a figure of speech. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it, oh, wow. seems, it seems like that uh, that uh, you know t- tubes tied and and burned uh, is a is a thing. I mean, I kind of feel like that. Um, I don't know what what uh, they are occasionally burned to close them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned a new thing. Who said ninety days in educational? We're learning a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So eventually, uh, you know, Jimena, she knows this is going to be a problem. We see her uh, later in the episode. She's going to talk to Mike and uh, the universal translator doing a lot of work here. Surprisingly decent, Mm -hmm. I thought, especially since we've seen it fumble so many times. It did a very good job, in my opinion, of getting across what was going on. I want to commend Jimena for really wasting no time and just being honest with Mike and and telling Mm -hmm. Mike, Hey, here's the situation. I think that ultimately this is one of those things that, you know, you're terrified to tell your partner because especially if you haven't met yet, he's going to leave. So now that you've like, yeah, he's had a good one day here. He's connecting with you. He's connecting with the kids. Tell him now, get it out the way. And I thought they had a very adult conversation about this. And I was very happy to see it on 90 day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she basically says that, okay, I had, uh, the operation, uh, that I can't have any more children ever. Uh, and he's like, wait, why did, why did you, why did you have this operation? Uh, and she said that, uh, she was scared and she, uh, she, this was a rough childbirth. And he said, why, why didn't you tell me sooner? That's, that's a valid question. Mm-hmm. Valid mm-hmm. question from Mike. Yeah. Um, but then he says that this is something he needs to think over and he'll need time to, to mull it over. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I was nervous uh, you were going to leave me, Jimena says. Um, you know, points. 
Valid. Valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so Mike, uh, that says that it's basically just like, well, it's 2021 and things could be done. And, uh, you know, like, uh, like Mike, uh, what, 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 what are you going to do? You're, you're getting, you're gonna have a surrogate surrogate adoption. Like there's a couple of steps here, but genuinely Rob, my prediction is he's going to be completely fine with this because he still gets to be a stepfather to her two kids. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's going to be an issue here with Mike. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I look, Mike's not going anywhere. Okay. No, after, no. after the, the, the best night of his life, uh, that Jimena, you, this guy's not going anywhere. You got no, it. No. Yeah. You He's got all him. yours. Jimena. It's done. It's mm-hmm. done. Whatever you want to do. You got, you got this guy. Congratulations. Yeah, unless you're done with him. You got him. You're good. <laughs> unless you're done with him. Okay. All right. Let's do one more break. We'll come back. Johnny and uh, Ella coming up uh, right after this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Puya, let's talk about uh, what's going on with uh, the Johnny and Ella of it all. And uh, we got to see them uh, separately before we find out the big news. Uh, Johnny is with his son, Stoney. Yeah, he's hanging out with Stoney and his parents. He wants to spend time with his loved ones before he inevitably obviously leaves for three months to go to the States to be with Ella. And it was very sweet. Very sweet seeing him interact with Stoney. I loved all of that. Stoney seems like a very energetic kid. So I was very glad to meet Stoney properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we got to meet Stoney and then we spent a lot of time with Johnny and his parents. And I got to be honest, this really didn't do anything for me because I feel like we already got this last week with Johnny and his friends. We know all of the red flags about Johnny going uh, going to America. He's giving up a job. He's leaving the kid. We get it. Yeah, there's especially nobody wants these, him to go. <laughs> having these episodes be back to back wasn't good, in my opinion, for them, because mm-hmm. we literally just saw the exact same exchanges with different people. Now, um, it was sweet seeing him, you know, do his yeah. ritual with his family of making the dumplings and hanging out. Right. That was great. But the content was samey, samey. But also, Puya, that y- you know how I know his entire family is against this? How? Because I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Every single person. No, this is a bad idea. Friends, no. What are you thinking? You idiot. Terrible idea. We hate this plan. How many times do I need to see it? Well, I feel like especially in the case of Johnny, yeah, the dude's leaving his job that he's on a Mm -hmm. good side for promotion for and his house that he's a place that he's renting 
to go. Obviously, you're going to feel some red flags coming along the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, we all uh, got together and we think that this is uh, a very dumb plan and we do not think you should go through with it. And everybody's like, uh, YOLO, I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the the many times I'll sit Chappelle down. I'll be like, listen, are you sure you want to tweet this at three in the morning? Mm-hmm. Like, we've decided it's not good for you. He's like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm doing I it. I got to do it. So, I got to be yeah. me. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So uh, that's what's going on with Johnny. Uh, Johnny also says, like, uh, the reason why he needs to be with Ella is because uh, that for many years in China, you could only have one kid. And to, there's not a lot of women in China. That's what he was alluding to was mm-hmm. that because because a lot of people would favor having a son if they could only have one. And kid. A, a lot of the women left China. Is this correct? I can, mean, we, can we fact check this? <laughs> I know. I, we, know. Look, I know we were. We look we like uh, you and I, uh, you know, we, we were like, uh, you know, burned on the tubes thing in more way than one. But mm. um, a lot of women left China. Yeah, I see. I don't know about this stuff. I don't know about this my geography facts at all. Um, To me, without being until I get fact checked, of course, I'm sure someone will tell me. I feel like this is what he's telling his family to kind of get their permission to go about, you know, not marrying someone from here and going to the States. It sounds like that's the version of the story he's giving. Um, But I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, uh, you know, 1.11 male to female 2020 estimate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not like a crazy ratio. Yeah. It's 104 male to a hundred female. So that's not Mm -hmm. a big difference. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, but for Johnny, that's it. He's got to find, he's got to (laughs) find Ella. All right. Meanwhile, Ella, Ella, she is going to lose. Her goal is to lose 10 pounds before Johnny comes. Maybe 20. Yeah, maybe 20. Yeah. So she is going to the gym. She's trying to get Planned some fitness. weight loss going. That's right. That's right. Um, this was, I was surprised we got two gym scenes. This, this, yeah, uh, no long heads allowed. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So she goes, she gets a personal trainer, kind of tells her what the spiel is. Like, I, you know, I've got my partner coming in from China. So I'm going to try and get ready. And then while she's working out, Rob, she gets a text message that kind of shatters her world a little yep. bit. Yep. Okay. So Johnny's visa got denied and then he's not answering the phone. Mm-hmm. Well, to be specifically his visa to Singapore. So what we learned was that he was getting he was he had applied for a Singapore visa so that he could go there and quarantine for two weeks before coming to the States. So we've seen this happen with, again, Andrew and Amira last uh, regular 90 day season. So what I'm predicting is going to happen is either he looks for an alternative country to go to or the plans are now on ice. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it's not a great sign that he couldn't get that visa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you think that he's going to end up going to hitting a different country like the Andrew and Amira plan of like, okay, then and then we'll get to instead of by way of Singapore, you know, go to uh, wherever and then and then go to the United States. Yeah, like he has no choice. That's the only way he's going to be able to make this work, um, if at all. So he has to. It's just a question of is there another option and can he get that stuff sorted on time? Because my prediction now is so we did see Rob next week. We're going to be meeting a brand new couple here. 
yeah. um, in the form of Ben and Mahogany, which we think Ben is just being catfish, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. But then there was no next time on for these two. So I imagine this is where we start maybe seeing less of Johnny and Ella and seeing more of this couple because and they came in late too. I wonder how much uh, Johnny and Ella we have. Right. So like maybe they liked this couple. They wanted the story with them, but they were put on hold because of this. And then maybe they're introducing us now and we'll see them later. Or maybe I'm or wrong. Another they're going to be on the show. Yeah. Fine. We'll okay. see. All right. We'll see uh, where we go from there. And then um, let's talk about a, a Gino and Jasmine Christmas. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd have Christmas in January? But here we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gino and Jasmine Christmas. And so... Uh, all right, it's going to be a big, a big day, and we're going to kick things off with uh, instructions for Jasmine of how to use the electric toothbrush. The coveted gift that she got the day he arrived, the electric now, toothbrush. Now, don't throw the old one out. You want to keep a manual toothbrush around. And we've discussed this, Rob. You are uh, not a electric toothbrush guy. You'd rather a man. I've had them, and I've had the the regular ones, and I kind of feel like, uh, you know, give me the regular one. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. You know, I don't. The electric isn't doing a lot for me to be like, wow, I must have this. Eh, Didn't change my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, they, uh, do the toothbrushing, uh, a lot of giggles. And then we get the one hour later. Was that Im- implied that something else happened in between? I mean, I certainly took it as mm-hmm. something happened in between. So, okay. all right. So Christmas, is this Christmas day? This is still Eve. We're Christmas still on Eve. Eve. Okay. All right. They're going to go to the store and go to the mall and it is going to be a whole makeover for Gino. Yeah, Gino is rocking blue gym shorts, uh, sandals with, you know, sandals with the back, uh, which is uh, is like a sandal in sport mode. And uh, he's not a stylish guy. We know this. Yes. You know, he's no Uncle Bo. Yeah, the most stylish man ever. Um, That Jasmine says about Gino that he wears sports shorts, but the man doesn't play sports. Yeah, a uh, bad news hey, tone for you, Jasmine. Jasmine. It's called athleisure. Yeah, you can wear it and not do the thing. That's allowed. Yeah, that's what we do here in America. I can wear a business suit and not conduct business. I can wear a birthday suit and it's not my birthday. Yes. Like, I do feel like it is rare to see uh, the person wearing a business suit uh, who does, is not conducting business. I mean, listen, depending on what kind if you're trying to portray something, mm-hmm. If you're playing a role, mm-hmm. there are places where you don't, you know, but agreed. I think, I mean, I think it's especially sports or basketball shorts, like basketball shoes, like a lot of us wear them and, and then don't do it. We mm-hmm. just like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that they're in the store and the makeover is happening. Were you that impressed with the clothes that uh, Gino was uh, trying on in the store that Jasmine was uh, really losing her mind over? No, he was wearing a polo shirt. Like it wasn't that deep. She's like, oh my God, look how good you look. How bad is his clothing been since he's arrived that she is losing her mind over this? Like what I can only imagine be like a $40 shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, oh my God, Gino. Oh, you look so good. You have a butt now. This is great. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I guess your butt isn't really seen well in in gym shorts, so I got to give him that. The, give her the that. gym shorts. Yeah. Okay. I, well, she did tell us he wears a couple, like he wears baggier items as well. Hmm. All right. So that they pick out all these clothes and they get to the register, and Gino uh, basically has like a gut check moment and is like, "Um, oh, I didn't know it was going to be so much money." I um, am going to uh, do we have to do this today? Yeah, I didn't bring all that much with me, so I'm not going to I don't think I'm going to get these. And she says, well, what do you want me to do? It's like, all right, well, let's just leave. But I think he made a mistake here. Yeah. So the whole thing is they're meeting her friend Leo tonight and they went shopping. I think buy one item of clothing, right? Buy one outfit. Yeah, he made it sound like, oh, like I don't have like my my wallet. I guess we have to come back. Uh, I don't have the any I don't have any money. But yeah, they right. could have bought one thing. I mean, throw fifty dollars down, buy one of the fifteen outfits. Like it's not like just one, just one. I feel like that could have been fine. But they left. They left with zero things purchased, and I think that this made Jasmine feel a little bit um, upset. Yeah. Safe to say. And and Gino tells us that, yeah, I'm never going to spend $500 on clothes. And I thought, all right, that's fine, Gino. Mm-hmm. But also, you could have spent 50 or 60 on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she says, doesn't want Jasmine to look at me as a walking cash machine. Which I don't think she has been. But also, you've got to set it up like that if she ever does because of all the all the money you have sent for her to do stuff and, and, and get stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. on you. Okay. All right. Guess what, Puya? We are going to meet Jasmine's friend, Leo. Yes, we meet Leo, the legend himself. Leo, we find out, is Jasmine's hairdresser. Yes. Do I have that correct? Yeah, yes, hairstylist. That's right. that's right. Okay. And so they go and they meet up with Leo. And uh, the introduction to Gino is that... Here is Gino. He doesn't care how he dresses. He just, he is who he is. This is Gino. <laughs> Would you take that as a compliment or an insult? It was not meant as one. <laughs> and then Leo is like, oh, he is perfect. He's great. He's great. And then, Rob, we get a little bit of the um, talking in the non-English language to try and get some information across to each other here with them. Did you tell him about the birth control pills is the question that Leo wants to know. There, this is a lot of information for your hairstylist to have. I think you get in the chair and I think everything, basically it's, you know, nothing's off the table. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know Twitter. Uh, Your barber, your hairstylist, how much do they know about you? Cause I feel like this was a lot. Um, maybe they just became good friends after all of that went down. So she asks, he asks her that and she says no. And, mm-hmm. you know, Gino's none the wiser just sitting there. Yeah, but it would have been awkward. Like, uh, yeah, but he did start speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> he did pick up the Rosetta Stone. Yep. The Duolingo. He got mm-hmm. a little bit going there. Yeah, Because I think Gino, does Gino know more then Mike does, then Hamza no, does. Well, I think, does Gino know more than blank? The answer is no. Gino <laughs> knows less than all. 
hey, he's Gino. He doesn't care how he looks. He's just here. Yes, yes. He he is here to uh, <laughs> to uh, father a child. That's it. And wear these awful sandals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, that he is uh, very much pushing. He has brought pregnancy tests. He didn't bring <laughs> presents, but he the man brought pregnancy tests. And blue pills. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, that is like a lethal combo, Viagra and pregnancy tests. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know if the two are necessarily meant to be bought complimentary to each other, mm-hmm. but here we are. Yeah. Okay. Um, Leo. You know, he is worried about this match because he has seen Jasmine's temper because Puya, once upon a time, one of Leo's assistants burnt Jasmine's hair. And Jasmine nearly pulled that assistant's hair out with her bare hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, it did not go well. No. Yeah, Jasmine... Surprise, surprise, might have a hot streak. Leo confirms it to... She's to, like a puppy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Rob. I've never met a puppy that has been like, you You pet me the wrong way. I'm going to I'm gonna take you out. Yeah, no, in, in no way is Jasmine like uh, a puppy. Uh, she is like a, like, uh, like an attack dog that, you know, you sort of like, uh, like a Rottweiler. You sort of, you know, right. you sneak up on her the wrong way. You make her mad. Forget about it. a puppy is like, okay, a puppy might like nip you, but it's like, oh, it's so cute. Like, uh, it's not like that the puppy is like, goes off and like, uh, he's going to try to like murder you for 10 minutes and then and sort of forgets about it. That's not a puppy. No, definitely not. Maybe the wrong animal here to pick for uh, the comparison with Jasmine. And I think that it's just Gino continuously tells us that he thinks that, you know, he's hoping that this isn't like her anger streak isn't that big of a deal that he can change her. And I'm here to tell Gino, you're not changing her, dude. That's yes, not happening. You will be changed. You will be changed, Gino. Uh, your clothes will be changed. Your house will be changed. Everything and you do will be changed. Jasmine will be the same. Yep. And and you can either take it or leave it. And we know you. You're not going to leave it. That's you're going to take happen. it. You're exactly. going to take it. So goodbye, old Gino. Hello, new Gino. Hello, new Gino. And hello, same exact Jasmine. <laughs> That's perfect. We wrapped it up. That's it. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, speaking of wrapping it up. Okay. Uh, no, not like that. Uh, <laughs> presents. We need to talk Gifts. about the presents. It's Christmas morning. Yes. Okay. So, all right. They wake up on Christmas. Um, that Jasmine tells us she tried to uh, look sexy on Christmas morning, but I think she's saying that she looked like the girl in the ring. Yeah, I don't know. She she didn't quite love what she was doing. But uh, listen, please, I got to tell you something. Uh, I do yeah. not care for that girl in the ring. Who does? Is anyone like a no. fan of the girl from the ring? It's I don't know. I don't know. But it, like, if I go to a party and somebody's dressed up like her, I'm leaving. Damn, they have that much power That's over it. you. You're, you're going to skip out on your enjoyment That's for this it. one costume? Like, right. I'm fine with E.T., Marvin Harry, Chucky, whatever. The girl from the ring shows up. All right, check, please. So I have a question for you then, a technical one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the pandemic, this is in the future. Pandemic is long gone. Thankfully, we are all good health. Everything's okay. You plan the next know-it-alls. 
Someone shows up wearing the ring costume. You're leaving. You're confirming it, right? You have to stay. You have no choice. I mean, I, I don't think I can leave my own thing, but you know, yeah. like, uh, please, like, do not come near the stage, ma'am. <laughs> don't talk security, to me, please. Security, security. <laughs> uh, Sam Moore, can you please escort the uh, ring lady out of the theater? Listen, I. I don't know if Sam's got the facilities for that, Rob. I don't think he's going to be able to do that for yeah. you. Okay. Well, so what else? <laughs> see, that, that look uh, like, I don't know what needs to happen. Yeah. Please. So then, okay. So then now it's Christmas morning, Rob. And, and Gino is spending Christmas away from his family to be with Jasmine and decides, I'm going to do something nice for Jasmine today. Breakfast. I'm going to cook a breakfast. Yes. I'm going to do it. Yes. Just me. I'm going to cook today. And so, how dumb is this man? How how dumb is it that Jasmine's uh, one of her things is I am a vegan. I don't eat animal products. How many times has she told him this? Many. Two million or three million. I mean, it literally, it's one of the five things she's told him that he should know about. And he tells us, you know, as long as there's eggs, I'm going to be fine. And he makes her a full. She's explaining to him, hey, I'm not going to eat that. And he's like. So two eggs then, not yeah. three. I'll just two. How do you want these eggs? Uh, invisible, <laughs> not on my plate, please. Yeah, and so she he makes the eggs for any like here you go. Like yeah. how dumb? I don't we knew understand. this. We knew if we showed up there and we we're like, all right, breakfast for Jasmine. All right, uh, breakfast. Okay. Oh wait, you're vegan, right? Okay, all right. So what are we gonna do? Yeah. I don't even Where know if she can eat the here? toast. I think toast is fine, right? I think there's eggs in bread. Oh, there is eggs in bread. Yes. Yes. That's one of the ingredients. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Gino, um, up a Creek without a paddle here, definitely messes up breakfast, but not to worry. Jasmine's not too phased. He's learning. She is the first vegan he's met. And her man or woman. Exactly. He will make it up to her, Rob. In the gift exchange, because everyone always makes it up in the gift exchange. You're fine. Well, actually, Puya, he already, uh, much like Hamza, uh, I think, uh, unloaded a bit too soon on uh, that is uh, what he had for uh, his uh, romantic partner, because he already gave her the present. Yeah. And, and, and if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what is the present? The toothbrush. He gave her a stocking stuffer as her main and only present. That's all he yeah. brought to give her. Now, I mean, let's let's just be be real here for a second. Okay, uh, Jasmine has presents for Gino. And yes, I didn't think that Jasmine's presents were that great. I gotta be, uh, you know, the 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 t shirt and the pillow were like hardly like earth shattering presents, but compared to Gino empty handed, no present Gino. I mean, it looked like the Jasmine was like, I got you all these things and you got me nothing. And and that's the truth, right? Is that ultimately the gifts were, it was two custom made t-shirts and a custom pillow. And it was relatively simple font, but First of all, it's the thought that counts on them. And then they had a funny message is a little self-deprecating. Um, what did the shirt say? I I love my crazy Panamanian girlfriend. And then yes. Jasmine had the shirt that said, I am the Panamanian, the crazy Panamanian girlfriend. Right. So Wait, I'm not Jasmine, sure if her shirt said crazy. I, 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 her shirt might just, I am the Panamanian girlfriend. I mean, let me see if I listen, let me look at it. 
Okay, give it a check. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say Jasmine bought herself more presents than Gino did. She literally gifted herself a T-shirt in front of him. Mm-hmm. So she's already up one nothing on him there. Yeah. And then the there was a pillow as well. But then I like that it was custom. Yes, uh, her us. shirt did indeed say, I am the crazy Panamanian girlfriend. There you go. There you go. Context completed. And, and then the pillow. Yes, the pillow. The pillow said um, that... When uh, I'm not there, you can hug the pillow. That's it. Don't hug another person. Exactly. So it's not an interactive pillow. Like it's not gonna like let her know that he's hugging the pillow, but it's for him yeah. to have yeah. while she's away. Okay. So you think that maybe that they should have she should have maybe had a pillow where she could uh Gino could hug the pillow and then it could give like some sort of like uh like response. Yeah, because like I Who's remember my sexy baby. Oh, Who's okay. My little baby. Not like a drawstring doll. That would be horrifying. I hate that. No, but, but like I remember when Liana and I were, you know, long distance, I had looked into there were these like lights, like a Who's cable my light. sexy gringo. Rob, I will buy you that <laughs> pillow. Don't tempt me. Do not tempt me. Um, but what I meant was like there were these lights where if you put your hand on it, the light lights up. There's two pairs, like one here, one in Canada, and then yeah. that one will light up in Canada so they know that you know you're close by. Yeah. So something like that I thought uh would be great. That but would be things, nice, but that's a yeah. maybe a little out of Gino's budget. They were definitely pricier than I thought they mm-hmm. were. So they were like, you know, a couple hundred. So ultimately, Rob, doesn't matter how much the gifts were fine. They were way better than Gino's goose egg. He gave, not only did he give her goose egg, he tried to give her eggs for breakfast, which she didn't eat. No eggs. No breakfast, no gift, nothing. Bad Mm -hmm. day for Jasmine. Yeah, yeah. Because she sets it up like, okay, it's your turn. Okay, presents. It's like, well, I actually already gave it to you. It's like, the toothbrush. (laughs) How? How did he not have more? Nothing else? He had nothing else. And Jasmine is like, oh, well, all of these other women, you got them nice presents. You took one to Europe. Well, she says that you took, uh, yeah, here's what what Jasmine has to say, okay? Trips, you took one of these bitches, you took her to Europe. You took the B word to Europe. Yeah, this is the second time now where Jasmine's throwing the B word on one of his exes. And Gino's just so oblivious, man. He he literally was like, I just, you know, she keeps fixating on these exes because she's seeing what you gave the exes. Yeah. You're not giving her any well, any of that. I think Gino is a little like in this economy because I uh I had money then and I don't have money now. So you really like you should have caught me then. Right. But this is where I think the blame falls on Gino, Rob. He has been out of a job for seven months. This we know. And we know he's surviving because of his savings. But he's been give, showering her with gifts and, and, and money all the way leading to this trip. So the fact that you've given her that, but then you're not giving that in person isn't a good look for you. Also, did you notice the tattoo on her arm, Rob? We've not talked about no, this before. No, it's a tattoo. Remember the cherry tattoo that we tried to figure out what the cherry meant? Okay. It says Gino and Jasmine underneath. Oh, she, she has his tat. name tatted on her. Okay. All right. Let me ask some, some questions here. Okay. Hit me with it. Okay. Who is footing the bill for the stay in the Panamanian hotel? 
Gino. Okay. Uh, and, and who is paying for uh, the dinner where the waitress uh, isn't being tipped? Gino. Okay. I think in Gino's mind, I think He's that the trip is like part of it. You know, I, I think that he's like, OK, we're going to get together. We'll spend the holidays over the thing. I, I don't think in Gino's mind that uh, like I, I'll bring you a toothbrush. But I think that for Gino, I, th- I think that this whole thing, I think, is like uh, the gift. So I, I could see a little bit where Gino is coming from of like, I think you're you know, I don't have a ton of money right now and I am spending a lot on this trip. But. Yeah, I could have gotten you another T-shirt, and he should have. He should have had something. That's what I'm saying. Like, if if you know, it didn't have to be massive. It's just a little little token of appreciation. But ultimately, you can never argue that um, unless you discuss it beforehand. You can never come in empty-handed. But but listen, isn't the experience enough for our love? Because then it just seems like a damn excuse. So mm-hmm. I don't. Gino definitely tactically dropped the ball here. Not a good look. And I feel, Rob, he's testing her. Like, at what point is she going to be fed up with this? Because I feel like he's had a couple near falls and it's coming. I feel like the destruction's on its way. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because um, Gino's trying to say, like, yeah, I just, I'm out, you know, I'm sort of out of work and money is tough right now. So I don't really have a lot of money to spend. And Jasmine's like, or do you just not care about me? Which is it? <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it's only going to get worse, yeah. Rob. It's only going to get worse with them. She's a firecracker. Mm-hmm. And, and in the next time on, she's talking about how she hates his decor. She hates his interior design at his place. And... Uh, again, we know that the exes are in charge of having, you know, helped with that. And he defends it again. Mm-hmm. And and she has a full breakdown in this next time on talking about how he makes her seem like she's crazy all the time and she's fed up and then she's crying. I think bold enough to say, Rob, Gino and Jasmine are going to be the stars of the next episode. They're going to have the most content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, good. Good for Gino and Jasmine. <laughs> oh, my little babies. OK. Good job uh, once again, Gino and Jasmine. They're never getting a week off. I really don't think they will. Mm-hmm. I think they are the ones that I can see having the most longevity on the show, on the episode running, because of the dynamic that they possess. Mm-hmm. Who's <laughs> my little baby? Who's my pretty bonita? Me. Why do you keep bringing this into it, Rob? You keep adding. Do you like this? Is this what you want? I kind of like it. Yeah, I think I like it. <laughs> Tell Nicole, show Nicole this on the next five for five because I know she didn't watch that episode. Please show her. I want to hear her thoughts on this. She would not like that. She doesn't like. It. She doesn't like that. She is she that she wants she wants the the opposite. She's like, uh, I want you to talk like Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. Like I, Roy Kent from uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. No, Roy yeah. Kent's I love Roy Kent, so I can understand that. It sounds like Mr. Bean. <laughs> Roy Kent is not Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Puya. 90 Day the Single Life. You got the whole the whole thing coming up next.
I've got the whole thing ready to go with, and we'll be talking about that after we say goodbye here. Okay. What else is coming up for you this week, Puyo? Let's see. So this week, um, as far as podcasting goes, I am in the off season of literally everything. Uh, so this is the start the week with the podcast, then just streaming the rest of the week over on twitch.tv slash Puya and having a good time there. So definitely come there if you would like to hang out with me a little bit more. And uh, if you were looking for other stuff I did this past week, we did the podcasters mafia. Yes. We had a great time. What a night. Rob was dealing with a lot. It was mm-hmm. great. Yep. Yep. Lots of excitement. Podcaster Mafia. You can check it out on the YouTube uh, channel, of course. But yeah, this week I also talked about, uh, speaking of trash TV, I talked about Joe Millionaire with Jenny mm. Autumn. Yes. With, with, with Jenny Hundredaire. <laughs> I love that. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And the two of you together, great mix, great podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we had uh, that last week. The Amazing Race came back. So... Lots of big stuff going on. Rob's website dot com. Make sure you subscribe to everything that we do. Rob's website dot com slash subscribe. Puya's got you for ninety day the single life. Uh, but that's it for me. Uh, coming up right after this. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. Hello, everybody aboard the Hot Mess Express, and thank you for staying on to hear all about Nine Day Fiance, The Single Life Season 2, Episode 9. We're here to talk about everything that happened with our lovely singles in this franchise. I say lovely very lightly. I want you to know that. It's important to me that you know that. All right. There's not a lot here, but again, we move. We're going to get all of it done here in one take. Let's first talk about Ed. Okay. So Ed, you know, he's out here in Mexico trying to woo Coyote. He's trying really hard to convince Coyote, this is love. This is what it needs to be. Me and you till the end of time. But then he starts the episode by calling his friend Laura. Laura, if you remember, is the friend that actually introduced the two of them. So he's calling Laura to get a little bit of intel and see whether or not she recommends him progressing forward or, you know, if she has any information. So he tells, uh, he tells Laura that he feels, he feels for Coyote. He feels like there's a connection there. He feels like there's love there. Um, but he doesn't know how she feels about him. And Laura tells him, well, you know, you're both my friends. She's told me some stuff. I'll tell you some of it because you are a friend of mine and says, She's feeling it, so you have to take that chance, basically. So then this is exactly what Ed wanted to hear. You know, Ed's all excited. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm excited. You got me excited. I'm going to tell her, blah, blah, blah. So we move into later that day, 
All right. And later that day now, he is hanging out. He goes to hang out with Coyote and he's very clearly, y'all, he's very clearly trying to progress this conversation with her. He's trying to get this to go to a place where, where they are now more than just, you know, acquaintances, friends, however you want to put it. And he's doing his best to, to get this over. But Coyote makes something abundantly clear. She says, I feel love. But when we talk about the or the relationship, you, there might be high expectations put in. And then in confessional, she tells us, you know, she feels like a relationship's built, that it takes time. It could take days. It could take months. It could take years. And she is feeling like Ed is trying to get it to go further rather quickly. And honestly... It's very evident. We know Ed. We know who he is. We know he does this all the time. And and he's doing it yet again. And here is a woman literally telling Ed, calm down, hold your horses, let things progress naturally. You can't just get an answer out of me quick here and fast forward the relationship. She literally tells him, can't you be quiet and just let things happen? And then says, okay, we need quiet. Let's be quiet. He says, okay. So they're being quiet. You know, for like two seconds. And then Ed immediately says, well, can I just say something? She says, no, just be quiet. He can't even be silent for two minutes. And he tells us that he's feeling all anxious and he doesn't know what's going to happen. It's I thought it was very clear what she asked. She said, let things happen naturally. She's not going to give you the answer you want right away. She wants to see where else you can go. Just because you caught a whole bag of feelings doesn't mean that she's just going to drop everything and be like, all right, you're my boyfriend now. You got to be patient. But again, this is Ed, and that advice is valid for a normal person, not for a Ed who doesn't understand boundaries, who doesn't understand what people are literally spelling out to him to his face. Okay, so then the next scene happens, and in the next scene... Uh, Ed once again talks about how he'll find out now if this is going to be love or the friend zone. Shut up. Stop it, Ed. You are embarrassing yourself and you are wasting our time with your nonsense, with your BS. So then they get into the date and they're doing this like nice little date at this restaurant and she tells us that she feels like Ed has this urge to fill a void and the more and more he pushes to fill that void, the more and more she feels like she's being pushed out and not being allowed in because she wants this to go in a slower pace and he's not letting that happen. So basically, Ed keeps doing this shenanigans over and over and over until the date ends and she walks away without giving him a hug and Ed diagnoses, uh, his diagnosis is that Coyote is afraid of love. No, sir. Coyote is just handling this like a normal person, and you're trying to get her to say I love you basically after three dates. He really wants an answer before he leaves Mexico, and she's not willing to give him that, which quite frankly, I think is very acceptable. Unlike the 90 day, the before the 90 day, which we're talking about with Rob that you heard earlier, those relationships were pre, um, communicated and these people met each other for the first time under the expectation that they've been quote dating long distance for a while now or like at least they've been romantically involved together for a while now these two have just met so to me there's not enough groundwork for for her to want to give you that answer yet ed keeps yapping on about how you know she might be afraid of love and that he's getting friend zoned he's being an idiot but y'all already knew this we know ed's awful we know that so let's just move on and, and go to someone else. Oh, by the way, yeah, the next time on, Ed talks about uh, he planned this sunset cruise thing for, like, the last chance to see if there's sparks. And 
She might show up. She might not show up. We don't know. They didn't show us. I think she'll show up. It'll be fine. More Ed nonsense coming your way next week, sadly. So let us now move on to another person in this saga today. Let's talk about Stephanie. So Stephanie, we covered at the top of the show how she's been having some fart issues and and all that nonsense. But that's not on the show. On the show here, she last was seen in bed with her high school sweetheart, Fred. And turns out, okay... They didn't end up sealing the deal. The quote, the celibacy was not taken. The celibacy is still there very much. And, and what we find out is they made out a little bit and she passed out and, and she tells us in confessional personally that she felt like the time wasn't right and it wasn't right to do. And over a bowl of parfait while they're eating in the morning, she tells him that she didn't feel that there was a connection there and that maybe they're just Friends. That's how she feels as friends because she thinks her celibacy, she wants to give away to someone who is going to be her soulmate, essentially. And Fred, respects to Fred, you know, purple shirt skull guy, uh, says he respects it and he understands it. So great job from Fred. Stephanie continuing to string us on on her journey um, to end her celibacy or to not end her celibacy. That is the question. So we will see what happens there with her. And uh yeah, all right. So then you got that information, okay? Spoiler alert, next time on, no Stephanie. So it doesn't seem like we'll see Stephanie next week. We're going to move on and talk about someone who we haven't really seen in a minute, and that is Natalie. So here comes Natalie, y'all. Natalie is going on a date for the first time since Johnny, and she's actually going on a date with a man named Josh, who she met at the same modeling event that Johnny invited her to. A fun fact Josh was the guy who organized the event, allegedly. So they're going on a golf date and, you know, he gives her a hug right out the gate. She's very much appreciating the hug. She says that he has nice big arms and she felt safe in him, in his arms. And she told us at the start that she wants to be more open because being single hasn't been easy and the dating life hasn't been as easy as she thought it would be. So she lets him, you know, teach her some golf stuff, some movement, some hand positions and all that. And then the producer asks her, why are you feeling so comfortable with with Josh and not with Johnny? She replies that it's she feels a kindness from Josh that she didn't get from Johnny. So she's very much attracted to him and, and is interested in him. They make a little wager of if you get this putt in before I do, then you buy me dinner, vice versa. They tie. So they say, OK, we'll just go to dinner tonight. And Natalie's going to ask him a bunch of questions at dinner. She has some plans as to what she wants to know about our friend Josh here. So then they go to this uh, date and, and oh, it's just a preface. She says that she wants to find out if he wants kids in a family because she will not get involved with someone who doesn't want kids in a family. So then they go to dinner and the first question immediately she asks him is, are you married? He says, no. Are you married? She says, yes. And then Josh asks, well, what's taking so long? And then date started getting a little bit awkward and, and she replied, it's complicated. He said, oh, like a jigsaw puzzle. And then she said, what's a jigsaw puzzle? And then we spent way too long on Josh trying to explain what he meant by the jigsaw puzzle comment. Uh, it is not worth our time. Basically, they move on from that. And then the next question she asks him is, have you been married? He says, yeah, about 13, 14 years ago. And I had a daughter. Uh, I had a kid with that, with, with that, uh, with my ex-wife. And then I have another kid. I have a daughter 
with another woman. So I have two kids, two different women. And this is where the date completely derailed everybody. So she, uh, you could tell Natalie shut down after that comment and he asked her, was well, that unacceptable? She said, I don't know. Um, he asked her if he wants, if she wants kids. She looked away and, and the date kind of soured from there on. She said she doesn't want to talk about children now. And she tells us in confessional, she didn't like the comment she got from, from Josh because she felt like he, there must be something that, that is wrong with him if he has had two red flags or he has had two kids from, from two marriages or two different women. That could be a red flag. So. She tells us all this and then she tells him to his face that she feels like she would have to compete with other women for him and she's not trying to compete with other people and that she chose simple guys for that reason. And then Josh basically asked point, but do you think I could make you happy? And Natalie says, well, I don't know you well enough, so I don't know. The date is soured at this point. He drives her home. She says goodbye, goodnight. They hug. She leaves. She tells us she is terrified that this man could make her very sad and she doesn't want to feel that way. So... My takeaway from this is that I don't think Natalie liked that he already has children from a previous relationship because I think she wants children and a family and she doesn't want to divide him with other children and other people. That's kind of my takeaway of it based on the way she was trying to explain herself. Ultimately, I don't know. The next time on, she's not on it. So it's not like we're going to find out what happens with Josh. So we just have to move on (laughs) from this basically. Once again, the single life really not giving us uh, enough content or context rather and keeping us on our toes. So let's just go and talk about the next person and I'll say person but it's two people let's talk about Jesse and Jennifer who had literally the shortest episode of all time where it was more of the um argument about the the miscommunication that happened and Jesse insinuated or or clapped back with well you have posts with with me, with this guy that you dated so did he pay for you to go on a date and she took it as him calling her a whore and she tells us this she was literally her words and then when they met up again to talk about, it, cause she had walked away. So when she comes back, it's very evident that Jesse is trying to use the whole Kakua thing against her and essentially saying, Hey, so I didn't have a problem with the Kakua thing. I chose to be positive. I chose to overlook it. So because I've done that, you should also choose to understand that it was a misunderstanding and not be upset about my comment. Cause I didn't mean it that way. And Jennifer's like, well, I, that's how I felt. So I'm sorry if I felt that way, but you said that you said what you said, and I'm not okay with it. And I think Jesse just doesn't want to understand that. Hey, um, just because I chose to put something aside, doesn't mean that she has to choose to put something aside. If she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to, you have to apologize for what you said and not be so defensive. That's it. That's all we talked about. We didn't get anything else from Jesse and, and Jennifer. And spoiler alert, the next time on is more of that. It's more about he him disrespecting her and they're at the same resort they were at. So they're really making a meal out of out of this one meetup. It'll now end up going to three episodes. And it, we know that he's about to leave soon anyway. So I think that's kind of where we're going to end with them. And, and we'll find out, are they going to be together when he leaves or not? Nah? So that's where we're going to be, okay? Uh, and then one other thing for a person that was not on this episode, Sinjin, not on this episode. The next time on showed him being on that date that he, you know, he got that date last week. We're going to see that date next week. He's a nervous wreck and it looks to be a little awkward, but we'll get there when we get there. Let's talk about the final person 
on this episode. The person we're rooting for the most here, folks, and that is one Debbie. Now, Debbie is on her way. She's got her bags packed. She's going on a little adventure, our Debbie. She's going to San Diego to go on this blind date with someone she met online. And she has her friend with her, the same friend that they shared breakfast with, where she was background checking Jay, who ended up being married. So she has that friend with her, and Colt is driving them. Now, Colt, first of all, has the worst beard of all time. I have never felt negatively about someone's facial hair. Y'all know me. I wrap a face, I wrap facial hair, and I generally like most facial hair. Uh, Colt's facial hair, not it. He should not have facial hair. It looks, it looks a little awkward for me. But that's besides the point. So Colt tells us that he feels like a bit of a father figure here because he's trying to vet this date from Debbie and asking her all these questions. And he's feeling a little skeptical that she hasn't met the guy and that she's getting catfished, essentially. And then the the combined with Colt and Debbie's friend, they're asking her all these questions like, have you FaceTimed him? Have you background checked him? They're full on pushing her. And this is a long drive, okay? This is a long drive. She's clearly getting fed up with them talking about all this. So four hours go by into the drive. They give us a four hours later and things are getting testy in this vehicle. Debbie is essentially telling Colt to, you know, drive a certain way. Colt is not listening, says, I don't need your feedback, so I'm not going to take it. If you want to drive, you should have driven. Why am I here? And then Debbie offers, well, I should have just, you know, I can just buy your plane ticket and send you home and I'll just take the car if you're going to be like this. Things get a little bit more heated. Debbie says, Stop the car. I'm getting off. And Colt says, absolutely not. We're on the freeway. That's not happening. And Debbie essentially takes her seatbelt off, has a full on anger fest until they, they stop and she walks out of the car and her friend goes after her. Her friend calms her down, says, listen, like if you don't talk, he won't talk. It'll be fine. They get to the hotel and, and she's going to spend that. She's going to sleep basically. Her and her friend are sharing a room and I'm assuming Colt has his own room and she texts this guy, Bill, and there's no response. So we don't know what's going to happen. The next time on shows us a, uh, reply she gets from him where he essentially says, yeah, we were just at the restaurant and she's thinking, well, who's we, who, what's going on with that? What is, am I getting stood up? Is this a thing? It's a whole mess, y'all. It's a whole mess. Uh, bless your heart, Debbie. I feel like you might've, you should have maybe FaceTimed him. And I know, I know you don't want to be told what to do and I don't want you to leave the car again, but maybe you should have FaceTimed him at the very least once so that y'all can speak and, and you can have proof that is a real person. Now, it could be a real person. No idea. But we're just going to have to wait and see now. So that'll be next week's plan. And that brings us to the end of this week. That brings us to the end of this week. And I thank you so much if you stuck around for this 15-minute catch-up on the Single Life episode. Now, we'll be back with episode 10 next week. And we'll be back with episode 6 of Before the 90 Day with Rob once again. I just wanted to say thank you so much for making it all the way here. You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three, four times a week. And I'll be chilling. So if you want to come say hi feel free to do so. Always lovely to have you. And please, if you've not left a rating or review for this podcast, go ahead and do so over on robiswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. Any reviews help. They allow people to find our show. They allow me to get feedback and they give me much joy. So please give me joy. <laughs> Thank you. Also, I believe now you can leave rating and reviews on Spotify. So if you've, if you got a Spotify and that's where you're hearing me, Check it out. See if you can do it there. I would appreciate that. All right. 
We're at the end. We've arrived at our destination on the Hot Mess Express. It is now time to leave the platform. But fear not, we'll be back next week with more 90 Day Fiance Mess. I've been your host and conductor, Priya Zambakili. Goodbye for now. Take care. See ya. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.